0: All right, welcome, welcome. This is Not Information Podcast, episode four with Mega and Kristen and Wakanda and Bernie and Maurice and I'm Pauli Rahm. And today um, we're gonna get into three topics. Our first topic is about information and then we're gonna move into talking about the vaccine and then problematic faves. So um, we're gonna let Mega jump off the question for information Um, and we'd like to thank y'all for tuning in.
1: Um, yeah, so this kind of comes off of the back of the conversation that we were having last week discussing, or two weeks ago now, uh, discussing, uh, who taught us to think and how we think, uh, it was kind of supposed to be a combined topic, but because it, it, it's a lot of speaking and a lot of time that it took to, to lay out the last position, uh, we decided to save this point for its own episode. So the question is basically how do you assess the quality of your information? I feel like with the kind of just massive amount of information out there, uh, it's important to have uh, critical uh, analysis skills and and, and important analytical instruments to determine what is actually uh, useful. Um, So yeah, that's basically it. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first, but uh, yeah, Word, do that, go. Shall I lay out the question more or, or do we, is that is that clear for everybody? We understand uh-huh. what we're trying to get at, right?
2: Okay. What
0: we got? Anybody, we so polite today. Who's on, y'all on mute.
2: Give me, give me a second, y'all, yeah, I'll hit it. I'll hit it first, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, so um, how to assess. Um, basically, um, for me as a you know with a historical background like studying history um, being someone who was always regarded as an outcast or as as an underdog uh, for me growing up um, I had elders my family members you know parents tell me you know if everybody is saying the same thing again going back to what I said if you if you watched the last episode I had uh, my father and other people, my grandparents would say, ask the question, "Why? Why are all these people saying it?" Make sure for yourself. Believe half of what you hear, um, because there are people out there that are invested in misleading you. They are, they are materially um, vested in your your confusion, and your your um, your your the lack of ability to discern. What's real from what's fake? So for me, I, I was always quite skeptical. I think that kind of goes back to, I think we had a ch- uh, chat off off camera about religion. You know, um, reading the Bible, reading the Quran, any any text, um, trying to pull the string and trying to figure out, okay, well, how did we come to this consensus? Um, and if some of the things that um, led up to that conclusion doesn't make sense, then you can take that and make your own judgment. so for me, it was just being thorough um, being being um just not being lazy about consuming the information now you know and it, again it's it's much harder nowadays because we get so much um, information bombarding us day by day. you know the news cycle is not even it's not even twenty four hours now you know you have some people that you know they could die to you know this morning, and we're talking about something else the same day, the same evening, you know. So, um, making sure that I pace myself um, in terms of how much um, information I intake per day, it gives me time to process and kind of digest uh, some of the things that might be you know, you know, dubious in, in nature, um, and then also. You know, uh, it, it comes down to trust, too. You know, if, if I have people that are around me that actually say, hey, you know, this is something that I truly believe and um, I've actually done the work, you know, I've, I've invested time and energy, a significant amount of time and energy in, in investigating these things. then yeah, um, I ask people, you know, I talk to them, I, I have a heart to heart with them to to get their views on it you know uh, you know mega had asked me before about like socratic It's like yeah I, I just sit down and listen you know you listen more and then you can some you know again people will tell you like who they are when they first when they uh, when they first meet you or like how they act you know like in their actions um for example with the media um the media elites you know in my time in dc and just you know being around people that are in the the industry um, of just creating a news cycle, you know, people that work for the mainstream um, outlets, they, if you sit down and just observe them, what's most important to them? Are they actually trying to be uh, adversarial to the people that uh, to the people that are in power, the elites that are in power that can actually dictate what happens with rank and file, you know, proletari- proletariat uh, people? The people that are just out there that are supposedly in the middle, you know, middle America, like uh diner, you know, like are they trying to actually help those people? Or are they just trying to get views? Are they just trying to get engagements, likes, clicks or whatever? You know, are they just trying to get the ad money? And if that's the case, and that's when you probably have to say, hey, you know, um, maybe we need to peel back um, the onion a little bit and, and look behind the curtain and see if there's any misrepresentation of the, the facts. So for me, I'm I always tell my children and any of my younger students, any of my older students too, you know, like uh don't just take every, anything and everything at face value, especially like mainstream news, you know. That's not to say, um, for example, um, going back to like I was saying, uh, I, uh, me and my father, I I will listen to like Rush Limbaugh and that type of stuff. I'm not saying, yeah. Uh, like one American network is gonna have, one American news network is gonna have uh, better sourcing than like uh, CNN or MSNBC, but you have to realize that all of these media outlets and, and sources of information, even in academia, some of these, you know, whole whole entire uh, disciplines like anthropology, um, even history, you know, you got people that are invested in in hiding the full story. You know, because that means their bag is done, that their, their, their income is over. So if they tell one story, if they, if they create a narrative and they keep it rolling, then that means the gravy train keeps rolling as well. So they'll do, you know, sneaky things, small things that are not readily seen with uh, the, the eye. You know, you have to really you know, get in there and look. Um, they'll do things to kind of um, hinder people that actually want to know a, a, a wider view of the truth. Dude, so I tell get, people all the time, get, you gotta
0: read. Let's get Bernie in here let's see what, uh, you wanna build on that?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, um, I think what, at least like the, definitely the last part of what Maurice uh, was saying was what I was also wanted to add on as well. Um, but like give a little backstory. I try not to read as much articles that I see that's just like being shared on Facebook, whether they could be trustworthy or not. Um, I try to like go to books more or I try to go on like talks, YouTube talks or go around that um, and see who else is saying these kind of things. Like I just read the title and then I try to see if there's other resources that I can gravitate towards to get me um, something unless it's like a, about a shooting or something like that. Um, and it, I'm not saying like, again, like not everything on Facebook is untrustworthy. I just try to go somewhere else first. Um, and I think And I'm doing that as a way to hold myself accountable because what happened um, in the summer, there was an article that was going around Facebook about like how to stop COVID and you know, what people, um, there was this article talking about like, oh, like COVID dies within six feet and like things like that. And I didn't really read the article because the person who gave me the article was somebody I trusted and they received it from somebody they trusted. Right. And I remember I shared it to somebody and two people were like, hey, Bernie, like, why you share this article i surprised you did because this is not a trustworthy article like they're saying all these things that are convoluted and I was like what and I'm reading it and I'm like oh wow you're right right and so for me like it would even though like part of that is because I didn't actually read the article but it was also that I can get articles from people that I trust and even if they claim that they fact checked it doesn't necessarily mean that like their um the article itself could be actually beneficial or it's it's accurate or anything like that um because it depends on like the individual and their mindset and how they're reading the article so i try to um go around that by doing my own research at least outside of facebook um so i try to go to youtube i try to go to read books if i can i'm a slow reader so it doesn't it, it doesn't happen that fast but i try to go somewhere else where i can um get the information, how I then assess it, what I tend to do, I always go to the reference page um, and I look at all the other references that they have on there. So if there are people that I know um, that are trustworthy or if they're at least referencing articles that I can actually access, then it's like, okay, that maybe is a little bit more, um, I don't say more better, it's not even proper English, more trustworthy. But then also like the conversation about like peer-reviewed, whether the book or article itself is peer-reviewed. I know that there is some um, untrustworthy aspects to peer-reviewed because depending on the actual topic, there may be people in the peer-reviewed system that already know each other and kind of similar to what Marisa is is saying is that like sometimes information um, that is often disseminated in the mass um, is used to hide the real truth. So I try to do a little bit more research, or right? I try to see like, okay. So I think our conversations about race is a great example of that, where like we're talking a lot about race, and we all have opinions about race, and then you have somebody like Mega who like brings in like, okay, don't forget about class, and so he adds a different dimension to the conversation that may have been not necessarily lost, but not necessarily talked about. Um, and it's not that we all don't think about class, but it's that we're talking about this one specific aspect, and we're not necessarily thinking about the intricacies between race and class. So something like that is a great example of like, I'm reading an article and they're talking about a what like one lens. So I try to question, is there something else that they're not telling us? Is there something else about this story that I may not recognize? So I try to look at the references, see what the references are saying. If there's something that I miss and I'm questioning it, I try to see if I can do more research into that um, to see if it can give me a bigger picture. At least that's what I'm doing as of right now. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing what everybody else says to see if I can hone in on that and do a better, not better version, but have a better um, tools to use in my arsenal, but at least that's how I'm doing it right now. Yeah,
0: For sure. Uh, Kristen, you said you wanted
4: to add to that? Um,
0: Unmute yourself, lady.
3: I
4: am unmuted now. (laughs) Um, No, Bernie and um, Maurice both gave really great points. So I also try to cross-examine like a lot of information I get, whether it be from Facebook or from like a link somebody shared with me just because like taking something from just one source is probably not the smartest thing to do because that source can be very biased. Um, So it's very important to just cross reference from other sources of information. Um, For example, like uh, when I had COVID-19, like I was like, well, my nose is like really stopped up. Like I wanna take like an antihistamine And antihistamines are like good for nasal decongestants or whatnot. And so I literally Googled like, can you take an antihistamine with um, COVID? And like the first article that popped up was like, yeah, you can, that's totally fine. So like I popped one and um, an hour later, like my heart was just like palpitating like really fast. Um, and like, I got really scared cause I don't usually have like extremely fast heart rates in general, That that's not a part of like my normal biology. And so like, I asked my mom, I was like, uh, mom, is this like, okay? Like, can you take like antihistamines like with COVID? And she's like, no, that like speeds up your heart rate and it can also decrease your blood pressure. And I was just like, crap. So <laughs> um, she was like, you really need to like take like medical information from like reliable sources, like from webMD sometimes from the cdc's website, because these are like trusted sources for like guaranteed medical information, so it's really important that you don't just take information from a single source because you could get something bad like that happen to you um, also it's important too, like maybe this is going too much into medicine, and I'm sorry if it is. Um, but you also need to make sure like that these um, sources of information you're getting like your info from, like they've actually had credible experiments performed and like credible studies because you know, there might be one study going on that might say, like, "Oh, this is what our results have found." But then like you see another study come from like another university or from another laboratory, and they're like, Oh, but we tried it this way and this is how we found it to be so like you have to gather like a good like a good substantial amount of information before you actually make your conclusion so um, be sure to cross reference studies as well, because those are important. Um, they actually did that with like the whole aspartame situation if you guys know what aspartame is. Okay. Um, Let us know. know that. Sure, so I'll type it for you in the chat so. Aspartame is a chemical compound. It's usually found in like sugar-free gums and like a lot of sugar-free products. Um, And you know, it's funny, the FDA is like, oh, aspartame is fine. Like that's why you put it in sugar-free gum. It cannot kill you, what? And then um, you look up aspartame and you find several studies of aspartame actually causing cancer cells in rats and tumor growths. So yeah um what I would say is yeah please cross-reference your information as much as possible and
0: that's it yeah I mean I don't trust the government so um (laughs) I'd like to put that out there (laughs) I really believe that the government and when I say government I mean the United States government is trying to kill us um it or not necessarily kill us but keep us sick And the reason why I say that is based on my experience with the medical system in Japan versus the medical system in the United States. And how just in my own experience, I'm just speaking strictly from my experience, um, is that they give out herbal medicine. You know, they don't um, like I'm borderline diabetic and they've been doing lots of preventive things and things not to just put me on the medicine. And asking me to, you know, come in more often, my weight, you know, all these different um, um just not the medicine, right? Even with like dealing with high blood pressure and stuff like that, it's like, okay, we're gonna give you a little bit and we want you to try to do this exercise, or we want you to do this, and we want to try to stop you from getting on the medicine because they're and so whereas like in the United States, either they don't give you medicine, they'll be like, oh, I'll go home. You all right? Or they'd be like, here, here's 10 different types of medicine, try these things. And so that's always been my experience. That's just my experience. But um, I think as a teacher and as some, you know, um, I had, and I would say I had really good teachers. They always said to look at things in threes. So if there is something that is posed to you, you know, that's one source, but try to find two or three other sources that you can um, either makes this information not true or backs up the information Um, and be clear as to where that comes from. Also, Wikipedia is not a primary source. And so growing up in the age of the card catalog, where you would go to the, I don't know if y'all know about that, I'm old. So you go to the library, look, you're like, nah, and you look through the card catalog and they will always send you to other sources. Uh, So um, I think, that's one thing. And then not being emotional. Cause when they said black people couldn't get COVID I was all for, I was like, yes, I'm like, or like I have old blood type and they like, yo, you good. And so you want to just believe it, right? You want to just be like, I'm black and I got the, O, I'm, I'm great. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm indestructible <laughs> and you'll mess around and get COVID. So um, I think the emotional aspect of it. um, Yeah. Yeah. So the author, yeah, for sure. like. I don't know, I wanted to believe that black people didn't get COVID. I just, I wanted to believe it. And I <laughs> had to fight through the emotion of it. Um, so, but yeah, threes, I always think about that. Everything for me is in threes. Um, and I don't really consume my information online as much. Um, I do look at news.google. I, I, I look at some of the you know more aggregated. So if they have something, an article, I'm always looking for, is there another article Kind of to offset that, or yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know the the, the three. It's always three for me, Like, right? So that's how it is. Mega, what do you think?
1: I mean, yeah, I, I I essentially agree with what everybody's saying. I mean, we're talking about trying to discern what what is what is true and useful from from what is bullshit and it is wrong. Um, one of the things for me is like it's not just logic and it's not just critical thinking, but a lot of these things are like useful. I use a lot of different tools. Like the, one of the most simple tools to discern whether or not you should buy into something or need to even pay attention to it is like Occam's razor. Like, yo, sometimes the simplest, the simplest answer is the best. And that's really useful when it comes to talking to like a lot of conspiracy theorists about things, like that explosion that happened in Beirut a couple months ago. They're like, Oh, that was a nuke. Look at the way the cloud shape, and look at it, it was huge. And it's like, yo, dog, like, like, really? Like, slow down, use Occam's razor here. It's not that it's not that serious. And um, you know, but but I feel like especially for leftists. We we have to do a lot more work than 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 other people. Like uh, a lot of a lot of you know, Marxists and even anarchists, communists study is based upon uh, like a mountain. of of ways of viewing the world outside of this capitalist lens. You have to read philosophy and psychology. You have to learn about ideology and understand that it's not just the people in power, it's also the function of ideology and how it informs people. It's almost as if ideology works as a a filter over, over things. And so like sometimes it's easy for me to dismiss somebody just because I'm like, oh, I see I, I look at them. And it's like, oh, if I uh, reading this, I can see that the entire article is a shade of green or a shade of something that is reflective on a person's ideology. And the way that ideology function is that you you don't really know that you're functioning off of ideology. You don't really understand the things that are uh, pinned to uh, the way that you view the world. And this is why I'm so critical about people who say they are leftists and say they are socialists, but they don't do the legwork to, to read about these things because it's easy to, the, the function of the ideological state apparatus and the repressive state apparatuses are to confuse us. And it is to lock us into these things and distract us from the real fights that are happening in, in, the, real, the, in, in the misinformation. So uh, I, I just keep, a, you know, I, I use a lot of tools that I've read from philosophy, psychology, politics, everything. Uh, The one of the first things I was taught in supreme mathematics was to not just read the book but read the author and and that was a baseline thing that I that I learned so it's like if you're reading this book and they're giving you all this information but this person you you see what they're doing on the side is real crooked it's like it 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 puts that filter over all of that information it makes you second guess it and we have to study language and semantics and all these things man I just it's a never-ending journey but one of the reasons that I wanted to bring up this question is because there's so much things out there that are seemingly information. And we think that people's experiences are information. And we, we think of this, if there's a, a magnitude, a lot of people saying this one thing, that that is information. And I think that it's important to, to really think about ideology when it comes to magnitude, uh, when it comes to quantity of information, because all of it, just because people are sincere or or you t- trustworthy doesn't mean that the information you're getting from them is accurate, useful, or even true. So I don't know, man, I, I, I don't fuck with, I don't fuck with a lot of news sources. I don't really fuck with articles. I, I'll look at an article and read it, but all that means to me is if I get some piece of information, it means that I gotta read five more pieces of information to see how I feel about that first piece of information. And, and luckily there's a lot of bullshit out there. So it's easy to just, ah, this is, this is not useful. This is, this, is, this is ridiculous to me. I don't need to hear about some uh, fucking thing. Like yeah, a lot of it is just trash. One of the reasons that I like the title This Is Not Information is because people think that just because something has data, just because something is presented as information that it is that it's true useful fact or whatever. And that's not usually the case.
0: Yeah, the one thing and um, I want uh, maybe I, this is a good thing when people and I, I, I let me preface this by saying like I'm thinking about fallacies right and so when you get into these arguments. And you get into these conversations with people and something I had to really be conscious of, especially being online is when people use fallacies. Um, and it's not something that you think about because normally when you're having a debate that might come up, but you're debating online. And um, I started to to really get more in tune with these ideas that people are really using fallacies to get their point across. And it goes like when Megan's talking about data, like they'll come up with this rant, you can fashion data or you can do things um, in a way, anyway, you can push it your way, right? You can find something to back you up. So when you come across some data from like say a person, a friend, or someone you engage in a conversation, in that moment, how do you determine that this is, you know, some mess, you know what I'm saying? It's it's either not worth your time or they're just trying to push you in their way with whatever, you know what I'm saying? So how do you determine that information is not worth your time?
1: Whoever, yeah, go for it. Okay, I mean, I, that that's important too. You know, people people there there's so many different logical fallacies that that people use in argument, and I definitely am not one to get away from that. Like I, I also use logical fallacies. I'm I'm no expert on it or or rhetoric, but but studying uh, fallacies. And how to combat them is important in discerning the type of information that you get. It, some of the most easy logical fallacies are like ad hominem, right? When a person just starts talking shit about you or talking shit instead of addressing the argument. Like it's easy to dismiss that as like, oh, that's bullshit right there. But you know, um for for me, for me, uh, it it's 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 a never ending, it's a never-ending thing. It's like there's so many different types of fallacies that you just have to approach them in different ways as they come up. For information that I get um, from people, like I try not to. You guys know I, I don't really, like I, I've more recently been been on Twitter and, and every time I get on Twitter, it's like I might see a good comment here or there, but then there's like 15 others that are just not useful for me. And, I, and I'm really one to discern that uh, I, 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 I am very serious about not, to to kind of uh, disabuse myself of social media. Because just because everybody has opinions don't mean I need to be subjected to them any more than I need to watch Fox News. I, I know that I'm not, there's nothing useful for me on Fox News. I don't need to know what the other side is thinking because I already understand certain ideological components of that. And the other things that I'm reading are discerning those things too. I don't need to hear it firsthand from Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, or even people on the left who are, of
0: bullshit so 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 mega is saying that he doesn't even he's cutting the line he drew a line to say he's not even listening but maurice you said that you were you know you were being raised in a way where you wanted to hear the the other side or you needed to hear the perspective so can you speak to that
2: well i mean just uh, from a combative uh, perspective i can't attack you if i don't know where to attack if i don't have anything to hold on to if we're doing like uh, if we're in a judo match or something like that, and the guy just stands there um, and he stays away, he doesn't engage me. It's very difficult for me to find a place or a point of attack. So it it, it gives me pause. So therefore, I have to make sure, um, for example, you know, you mentioned someone like a Jordan Peterson or Ben Shapiro, you know, um I mean, hey, I, I, I'm the same. I, I engage in ad hominem all the time. I'll talk shit to them right to their face if I if I had a chance, you know? If they engage me, then let's do it because I can, I can go at it with them. Um, but all you have to do is look at what people do and how they act. And then you can form your opinion there um, because the reality is what they've actually done. You can't go, you know, you know, with social media and, and the technology uh, that has advanced so quickly over the past couple of decades, you know, you have people that do actually try to scrub the uh, records of, you know, the bullshit that they've engaged in over the past, uh, you know, 20, 30 years. You know, you, there's, there's a lot of great examples of that. Um, and I, I put in the chat, you know, uh, people that who are disingenuous? Yeah, um, I, I've made great gains for myself personally. Not to engage uh, people that want to draw me in just to waste my time. You know those time those time vampires that just they're, they're pulling you into a circular argument. But uh, for me, you know, to be able to keep a healthy distance um, while still being able to attack. You know, again, going back to the combatant's uh, perspective. You know, uh, for me, if you if you tell me something that is anti-black you know I'm gonna have something I will come back at you if I if I deem it necessary or deem it worthy of my time but again you know going um you know going back to what uh Mega was saying you know um I don't have to subject myself to every and every single opinion out there because a lot of it's shit you know a lot of it's garbage so um I Time is a is a is your most valuable, one of your most valuable assets. It's always depreciate. It's always it's always going away. So you need to make the best of it as um as as much as possible. So um for me, a lot of times, you know, I, I've seen a lot of this stuff going on within the left, you know, like cannibalizing each other. I'll just observe. I'm like watch to man. I'm the watcher. I'll just sit there and I'll watch, you know. And I have my opinion, but guess what? It's not worth my time because I'm not going to change anybody's minds because they've probably invested their whole entire persona online and offline in 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 some bullshit. So how am I going to try to you know uh, dissolve that or destroy that that facade or persona in a in a two day long thread? It's not going to happen. And then I just I, I raise my stress levels, and then it's you know, but. Um, if it's somebody that I know, like personally, or if it's somebody in a position of power that I might know secondarily, yeah, I might engage them or I might give them some, drop some knowledge on them, or I'm willing to listen to their perspective so we can engage in a, in a healthy um, dialogue so we can come to an understanding. That's you know I think is very vital to to be able to push um, to push the the conversations that we we've been talking about on this podcast and, and elsewhere. For it. you have to engage there's no way around that you have to engage but you have to pick and choose you have to be very smart about it
0: yeah i mean yeah do do you have so i see it? i'm just gonna bring this out do you have outlets or whether groups or people that you you know if you're trying to avoid it because i know when i first got on facebook or something like that i would argue i'd be arguing for hours man i even like deleted people i know my brother got a friend he's a conservative and we got into it. And I was like, "Man, look at look what you're saying." You know what I mean? I'll and I'm, you know, at work. I'm over here. I'm going back, checking it, going to the bathroom, like bam, shoot shots, and then come back up. And finally, that was for me. That was like a breaking point. Like, why am I wasting my time doing? <laughs> it's just really a conversation that is necessary. And so, do you guys have outlets that you have? Um, we could just kind of go around. Uh. When you have to separate yourself from a, com- a debate or a conversation, and you can
1: go to and you can kind of get, you know, who's your Yoda? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cool. I-, I can say something really quickly. Um, yeah. Since since I started studying. I've always made sure to have mentors and people whose perspective that I understand that I could build from. And, and this goes back to what everyone was saying about trust. It's like, I, I know them well enough that I know what uh, features of their ideology are and how things are useful to me and how they help me grow. Both older people, uh, smarter people, younger people, people who probably haven't read as much as me. There's usefulness in, in, in so many of our comrades. We just have to be able to discern, you know, where that comes from. So I have a good circle of friends that I build with, like, more recently, you guys have been a a kind of a a sounding board for my ideas to to refine them myself and also to be challenged by you. And so, you know, just fill your circle with people who actually contribute to you learning and to you becoming better and, and pushing the movement forward and contribute to those organizations. And the infighting shit, man, it's like, I won't get into the specifics of all that, but you know those people are are making money off of their fucking. That's an ideology thing. So, word, man, this is Thank the age of monetization. People are monetizing
0: those arguments. I had to yeah. learn that the hard way. But Bernie, you over there dancing? What, what, what you got?
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> we <weak>. no. <laughs> Me, Mega and Maurice are funny. Um, no, I I agree. I also have people that I I go towards, um, but I. I'm like, what in the world is this? I end up going to the same people that I know. I, I am trying to hold myself accountable in terms of like not going to people who are just going to confirm something that I believe just to confirm it. I'm going to, I'm trying to go to people who like would add to the conversation. Wouldn't be like, yeah, girl, you're right. But it's like, okay, here's why. And then we're like, okay, lit. Um, Even if, and and seeing if they have like maybe a different perspective or anything like that. So like one of my closest friends, I tend to go to her a lot when I see something that's crazy. Um, But I also have like different groups for different things, um, depending on what they know, right? So like I have, you know, people who know more about like something that's going on in like South Korea. And I'm like, okay, I noticed this. Am I tripping for tripping, (laughs) right? Like, tell me what, what do you see? What I see? Is this an actual issue? Let's actually talk about it. Um, I go to you guys, um, or you all, um, when it comes to like, just like anything, because kind of similar to mega like you are also my sounding board. But also, I see you all as people who have different strands of knowledge that I can end up like picking your brain about something and I learn more from it um I also I don't necessarily go to them in terms of like bring my own opinion but I see what people are saying so I do like um I do in terms of like groups like if I'm in like a Facebook group and um I haven't I have an opinion about something but I notice that somebody else also has brought up a topic so like let's say for example um what's that woman I keep forgetting her name Harry Potter you know the person who wrote Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling yeah her i'm i never remember her name but um she had said or done some problematic things or what people conceive as problematic things i have an opinion on it but i see what other people are saying and i don't necessarily use that as like a oh like let me see let's you know exchange opinions but i just see what people are saying and then think about where my thoughts lie in terms of that and i do that with Um, I'm in like a Black Girls Read 2 on Facebook. I'm also in Black Women in Japan group. And I do that in a lot in all these different groups where I'm I'm not like the only person in there. Um, Yeah, I I just try to, I kind of said was a mega, um, trying to, not trying to sound like a microphone, but like I just try to talk to people um, that I already know we're in similar lines, but I know that they're not going to just confirm everything that I'm saying. Um, And I also talk to
0: people. Oh, sorry, sorry, Granny, keep going.
3: No, I was just gonna say I also talk to people who like don't know anything not anything, but they don't talk about these things as much, but may actually contribute something that I don't know. Cause you know when sometimes like when you I don't wanna say when you're too like research, but when you know a lot, there could be some things that you miss. Um, so I go to my brother a lot Uh, because my brother he's like more like I'm a gamer I don't really care about these theories kind of things like I don't really care but he surprises me a lot when I'm like bro what do you think about this like comment I think it's sexist and he's like well look at it this way that's like that's a that's a good point or I agree with you because of this and it's like
0: look at you you." but you got to think different ways when you're a gamer you know what I'm saying you you got shout out to I'm crying (laughs) 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 what do you think
4: I mean that's true. Actually, my brother is a lot like um Bernie's. Like he's an avid gamer. He's into like um what's that game called Fire Emblem? I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's like a bunch of pretty boys with swords and magicians and whatnot.
2: Yes, it's like the host club with swords. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. But um no, it's funny because um I feel like I don't know. I get this feeling that a lot of people don't like to be wrong or don't like to be classified as quote unquote dumb because they don't know something. So I feel like a lot of times what people do is they pretend to understand something. And even if you prove the wrong, they're like, oh, but like, like, I just can't agree with that. Even if you've given them evidence that like, okay, but like, it's still wrong based on X, Y, and Z. Um, So I think it's just important for people to not base so much of how can I put this they shouldn't put so much of their ego into learning because the thing is about learning is you're there to learn you're basically like a mini student and you're trying to gain all the information you can to form a good incredible idea concept um, perspective on something. So make sure to toss your ego aside is what I kind of try to what I try to do, I guess, on an everyday basis, you know? Cause like, I mean, I, I have a liberal arts degree, but a lot of my friends have like degrees in business or like degrees in like women's studies or degrees in even like specific histories from different countries. Like I have a friend who's like an Asian studies major. So she knows like all of the history of like Korea when it was still unified, Japan, China. Um, And then like even the ancient civilizations of like the Khmer people and like Malaysia. And I think, what what was Burma called? Well, what was Burma called? Malay? Before it was called Burma, I think it was called Malay. And so I think it's good to also have, like Bernie said, a good diversity of friend groups that you can go to for specific topics because I don't know that much about the Khmer Rouge or anything, but if I wanted to know, I could ask my friend like, well, why did this happen? So, in regards to politics, I also try to be that way as well. Um, a lot of my dad's side is like heavily conservative, so like even though I definitely don't agree with some things like that they have in their ideology, like they always give me a different perspective of how to look at something. For example, and like I don't really have like a strong like a strong opinion on this, but. Um, when the whole issue of like trans um, women competing in like cis women sports became like an issue like you know a lot of liberals were just like oh like it's totally fine like they're women so they should be competing with women and I was just like okay like I could see that and then like one of my cousins from my dad's side was like well that's fine they are women like from a gender perspective but at the same time if someone has been growing up biologically male, and then they just start taking puberty blockers at like 15, the like skeletal anatomy of that person has already developed and you do need to con- take into consideration those physical differences between a lot of cisgendered women and uh, trans women. And I was like, yeah, that that I can see as well. So like with those two differing opinions, I try to formulate like a good honest opinion as well because um, like I said, I, I try not to be like, how can I put it? I think the that uh, that uh, heart palpitations coming on from COVID, but <laughs> like uh, I'm trying to say, like I'm not trying to be so egotistical in my approach to learning. Like it's good to get you know sources from your div- your different friend groups and whatnot.
0: So. Cool. Um, yeah, and you know we want to make sure you're good, so. Thanks. All right, Megan, you say you want to wrap it up, so.
1: Yeah, man, when it comes to assessing the quality of your information, stop just reading tweets and articles to feel like you're informed. If you have an interest in something, read books by the authors that the people who are texting about or talking about are are looking into. There's a whole world of information and and we need to, to be better. We need to try harder. Tweets are not going to have you informed. And most news articles ain't either, so. Sure. all right so the next um topic
0: we want I think this is is also good because you know talking about information and how we assess information so the big thing in the black community and I think and also in, in, in multiple communities um you know Eric Clapton and Van Morrison just came out with an anti mass song because they you know I don't know about them and so there is this thing in communities about the vaccine and people for various reasons not wanting to take the vaccine and so they've been trotting out all kind of people on the tv from doctors to politicians to all these people trying to get them to take the vaccine i seen someone post today they think the vaccine got a microchip in it um, and they're using it to track us uh i seen a lot of things about also the Tuskegee experiment and people, uh, family members from those people coming out and saying, hey, this is not all the information you are using this inaccurately. So when we're talking about information we're talking about vaccine, what do you think about people using these different types of information or piecing these information together to say they're not gonna take the vaccine? Um, And are you going to take the vaccine? If you don't wanna answer, you don't have to answer, but you can can pass on the vaccine question. I'm taking the vaccine, so I put that right <laughs> there. I didn't take the flu vaccine, though. We can talk about that.
1: Never taking anyway, the flu vaccine.
0: Look at Bernie, I know every time I say I take the flu vaccine, she'd be like, oh, that's I'm just keeping it 100. All right. Anybody? Oh, Kristen, yes.
4: Smooth, smooth as I, smooth. I'll go so I can get my nervousness out of the way. <laughs> okay. But um, no, I mean, Considering what Black people have been through in this country, it kind of makes sense that a lot of people are very weary about like the first round of COVID vaccine. I mean, like you said, the Tuskegee like Airmen experiment, um, there were also like experiments being performed on slave women, like in their genitalia for you know, gynecological research purposes. And like, there was actually a book I read about two years ago um, about this woman named Henrietta Lacks, if you've ever heard of her. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like famous in the medical community, but I had never heard about her until recently. And um, I think her, when she was diagnosed with cervical cancer, they had taken a sample of her um, cells. And instead of these cells behaving like normal cells and just dying within a few hours, they were actually like replicating like every like they were replicating quite rapidly within a span of 20 to 24 hours. And they dubbed her cells, I think the Hella cells or HeLa cells, I think, I think it was, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, HeLa or HeLa. And she had not known like none of the doctors or researchers had disclosed anything about having her cells used for, you know, um, cancer research. So she died without getting a single penny for, any medical contribution she made. And I think her family basically tried to like, her Her family, like after she had passed away, had tried to sue, um, you know, because they were basically robbed of getting any monetary benefit um, from that research. Um, so like, I completely understand, like I completely get why people would be very hesitant to take the vaccine and Recently there was like controversy about like the like the first round being like sent to parts of Africa or something I think or was was that what it was like they were going to perform some of the experiments like on like people in Africa I need to read the article again cuz I'm not sure but with all of these like with all of these things like um, you know in retrospect it kind of makes sense that a lot of like especially older generation, like black folk, they're kind of, you know, CD of like the medical community. Um, There've been hundreds of research, hundreds of like um, articles, like pertaining to like black women and the malpractice they've had to endure, like when they're carrying like another child when they're pregnant as well. So, um, you know, there's just like loads and loads and loads of research um, that I could probably link down below after uh, I finished my piece. Um, I don't know how we would get a lot of black people to start retrusting the medical community. It would basically, in my opinion, have to just start off with a lot of like professional, like black people, like actually, you know, becoming like doctors and like, actually like really going into the medical community. John Hopkins is like really famous for that because they've been treating a lot of, um, they were one of the first hospitals to treat like poor patients of color. And I think they've been making a lot of grounds in the medical community by having like a lot of people of color as, you know, like really high end doctors. Um, in regards to me taking the vaccine, I'll wait for a little bit and uh, see what happens.
3: Right,
0: right. uh, Megan, you say you wanted to f- jump in here? i saw your hand up.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. <clears throat> um, it's not just black folks, for sure. There's, I mean, we were talking about earlier the aspartame, uh, aspartame how do you pronounce it? But the, the entire kind of industry, the, the entire industry, and, and like even the food industry is misleading. So people are right to have a, a healthy distrust of uh, the medical industry, whether you're, you're black, brown, or whatever color. Um, because there, there's been a lot of bullshit in the history of uh, in the history of medical science, and I think that uh, it's important to have some skepticism, some paranoia, uh, but also to be careful about being, you know, misinformed, poorly read, or or just a useful idiot. Um, I myself, I used to be a big conspiracy theory guy, and by conspiracy theory, I mean like the quasi political analysis of historical events from the perspective that the ruling class is orchestrating and knowing a deeper truth about reality than what the masses have access to. And, you know, everything from the metaphysical nature of reality and the way we perceive it to geopolitical strategy, to the medical industry, and all of that. It's embarrassing to think about now, but I was very much invested in that. And I I see a lot of people straddling this kind of, conspiracy theory line and they're like ah, it's not conspiracy theory if it's if it happens and it's like yeah that's true now like we were talking about earlier I try to you know when I think about something I try to find more resources about it earlier this year I read a book um I was trying to find some some theory about the ontological status of conspiracy theory and how it's positioned and, and how it functions in people right so I read this book by uh a professor uh, named Jenny Rice, it's called Awful Archives, uh, Conspiracy Theory, Rhetoric and Acts of Evidence. And she's a professor of rhetoric. So the book tries to discuss this broader framework that we um, consider, uh, of how we consider evidence and how it's uh, accumulated and synthesized into our beliefs. And for years, she was interviewing people about um, you know, pseudoscience, the paranormal and conspiracy shit like 9-11. So she she gives all these ways that people collect their information and how they build these magnitudes of things that are not actually connected, but they connect them. Or even when there's not something there, a lack of evidence becomes evidence for them and how these conspiracy theories form. And I see that type of shit happening all throughout COVID. You remember when it first happened, like, oh, we got this videotape of, of Bill Gates saying he wants to depopulate the world. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, yo, if you just watch a little bit more and understand what he's saying for five more minutes, you understand that that's not really what's happening. And you're talking about like one of the like most successful philanthropists in the in, in the history of philanthropy with the malaria virus, uh, the, the malaria vaccines. Uh, now he wants to depopulate the world on some nefarious shit. It's easy to just dismiss that type of shit. But I get all the way to the end of the book and basically, she's like, yo, when it comes to people who develop these archives of conspiracy rhetoric, the best way to do it is just to not engage them. Now, personally, I'm a people on the right who are like, oh, yo, you're gonna take the vaccine. They look at the Tuskegee Airmen. It's like, dog, like, don't try to take the tragedy and, and the, the fucking sickness of the Tuskegee experiment and, and transplant that onto the shit that's happening. Uh, from a global pandemic. It's not a one to one type of ratio. I understand the distrust, but I mean, like to me, it's a little bit silly that there'd be some type of nefarious global experiment, especially when it comes to microchipping. It's like your your phone is already doing the service of all of that shit. So what are you tripping about? Personally, I'm not really jumping to take the, the vaccine because there's a lot of people in front of me that need to get it first. I'm generally a healthy person. And and I'll be fine. Um, I don't take the flu vaccine just because I've never really had the flu. I, I I'm paranoid too, but I mean, I'm I'm really just not buying into it. And I think a lot of the reactions to the vaccine is just like you you're presenting it as if you're informed and you're you're rational and you're you're skeptical for good reasons, but really you're just buying into a hype train of, of a mass of information that people are misinformed about.
0: Done. What's hope? Um, so Maurice and Bernie, you want to jump in? I see Bernie looking at me about this flu vaccine. Um,
1: go on, I want to know what's up with that. Yeah. Bernie, come on, Bernie. You think we shouldn't take it or or we should take
4: it? What what is the how do you feel about? Wait, I have a question real quick. Are you an uh-huh. anti huh. Uh-huh. No, not not you, Bernie. I was, I was uh-huh. asking. I was wait, are you like a like Me? I'm a you rapper,
0: and- aren't all rappers anti-vaxxers? <laughs> 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 That's I'm a so misinformation. So no, so like, you so I'll be on Clubhouse, right? <laughs> Clubhouse is this social media audio app and um, Lupe be on there. <laughs> Lupe Fiasco. He is this brilliant rapper, very um, articulate, uh, prolific writer. And he's actually been holding these groups um, where he's asking all these different doctors and geometrists and scientists about the vaccines and health. And there is a lot of anti-vaccine going on um, or sentiment going on in the hip hop community. And I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an anti-vaxxer. Um, I, I think I have a similar sentiment as mega when it came to the flu vaccine. I understand the significance of the COVID vaccine. And I understand that it's different. So, plus my wife works with athletes. And so we, you know, we we don't really have a choice. Um, and so, but as far as the flu vaccine, because the flu vaccine is basically the flu um, and all vac- vaccines are different. Um, I feel like I didn't have to take it. And I didn't give it to my daughter. Like she's never had a flu vaccine, maybe one time. Um, and she never got sick and um, I know that more people die from the flu and this and that, but I just, I felt like we, same kind of thing, I felt like we were healthy. I felt like it wasn't a mandatory thing. And because when I was in California, she had to take so many shots, like she took like 15 shots before she was three or two or something like that. Um, I was just like, that's the one shot she not taking. I, I mean, I took it, I, I rolled the dice. And yes, it don't make sense, Birdie, and I see you looking like that, but yeah. So far, it was so good. Um, It was a personal choice. But I will be taking, you know, I I don't think, I I honestly don't think um, Japan getting the COVID vaccine for another year or so. So I I don't think that's happening. (laughs) But, you know, I will take it. I will take it, Bernie. I will be safe. (laughs) All right, who want to go next? That was a lot.
2: I'll uh, go ahead.
0: Uh, Oh, yes, drop the bomb
2: all right um so um I don't know how much I've revealed about like what I do for a living but I'm purposely like always kind of I don't want to say shady but I'm like yeah I, I don't tell too much of my business um but yeah I work with a bunch of small children um uh doing uh English teaching but I um also I have a bunch of kids myself uh two of which uh have um disabilities. So they have been, uh, so two of my boys were born in California. So um, what I did um, about six years ago around the time that they were, we found out that we were pregnant with twins was um, I did a bunch of research. So when we, when we were talking about this earlier, I was just, you know, uh, when uh, Mega was asking you, like, how do you discern or how do you actually make a decision for yourself? What what is real? What is fake? What can I discard? What can I keep to move forward? Um, so, knowing the history of the medical industry in the United States, especially within the center of empire, you know, we're not even talking about what um, Americans and 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 Western powers have done in the global South. You know, when we talk about the continent of Africa, I'm just talking about within um, the, the continue uh, contiguous uh, 48 states you know um, yeah um, a lot of harm has been done to people that look like us for many self who came up in the south uh, the thing mentioned before like Tuskegee it, it, it's it's not a thing of the past it's like looming right there in the background you know Um with the vaccination stuff, with all the anti-vax stuff, because you know I, I've been in those circles where you know I've had people that I respect. They say, "Hey, you know, don't don't take that damn flu vaccination, man. Don't 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 get that shot, man. You know what's gonna happen?" I'm like, "Well, well what? You know, what's gonna happen? What's 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 worse than what they've already done to us? You know, um, the worst that has happened to me when I got the flu um, the flu shot, I had a, a low grade fever." A little bit of pain, a little bit of soreness for like maybe about five, six hours, and that was it. I do, I, I got the flu shot actually uh, a couple months ago here in Japan, just because I knew like with my sons, um, if they, if they had a medical emergency because of me, because they, they were born premature, so um, if y'all know anything about babies, um, if um, the lungs are one of the thing, uh, one of the last things to develop on the child. Um, as, um, when they're a fetus. So if they're born, um, you know, a couple months premature, then you know they're gonna have problems breathing. They probably have asthma. They have something else, um, bronchitis, um, whole whole number of things. Um, I had to be. I spent my one of my birthdays in the emergency room with my twins because they couldn't breathe. So it, you know, um, for me, uh, when I heard about COVID and all the stuff, all the symptoms that were ha- uh, that was happening with people around the world. Um, I, I I wasn't gonna fuck around with it, you know. So you know, I've, I've had people invite me out um, for parties and that type of stuff, um, and, and get-togethers. You know, you know, this is past the the. I don't even know if we're in the peak of the hysteria or like the the scariness of what's going on. But you know, here in Japan, you know, I, I feel like you know, I've been out and I've I've actually had to work face face with people. You know, some people just you know they're they're carrying on with life as usual just because. response um relatively speaking has been um, a little bit more measured than it is than it has been in the united states where you have people like openly you know saying okay i don't give a shit about your health or even my health so i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go get my you know my my candle at bed um, Bed bath and beyond i'm gonna go to walmart and get that deal you know target or whatever without a mask you know and and i dare you to try to say something you know so uh, for me Um, I'll do my research on vaccinations because again, a lot of the anti-vax movement is couched in ableism. And for me, um, one thing that you, anybody that's listening needs to know about me, you know, I came up, I was a small kid. I was able-bodied, but I was a small kid. I, I got called Urkel, you know? So I always wanted to be, you know, big and strong and all that stuff, but I hated bullies because I got bullied, you know, for me now, I can beat somebody' ass now, no problem, easily. Like nine times out of 10, like you put me up against somebody, I probably, I probably can get them, you know? But not everybody is me. So that means I gotta be an advocate. I gotta be not just an ally, but a, a co-conspirator, a protector. So for me, when I became a father, even a stepfather, one of the prime directives for me is to protect. And that means even at the risk of my own life, I will protect the people that I deem most important. So if that means I gotta bite the bullet and, you know, deal with, uh, you know, going into the belly of beasts of whiteness and, and, and risk my own health for my children or the people that I love, I'll do that without, without hesitation. Uh, so, um, like um, Paul said, yeah, probably, and then it's probably not even gonna happen. I think Moderna has applied for a patent to, to distribute the vaccine over here. I think Pfizer is also in in the process, but um, from what I know about the industry here, a pharmaceutical industry here, you got to jump through a lot of hoops, you know? Uh, like when I had a uh, when I had surgery um, a few years back here in Japan, actually, I broke my arm. Like I had some hydrocodones from like an old like root canal and the doctor was like, nah, you can't have that. Like I had like police. Like basically the police come to my hospital room to confiscate, uh, confiscate uh, the hydrocodones, oxycodones, oxycontins, you know, the pain pills. They were like, y'all, you can't have that. Like they, they, they don't play around with it just because of the history of meth here, you know? So um, I'm, I'm sure that the vaccine will probably take its time getting here. Um, the numbers have been cooked here like everywhere else. You know, the numbers uh, of deaths and also people that have been affected probably uh, that are reported are way lower just because we got a lot of people asymptomatic walking around carrying on with their lives as usual or and here in japan we got a lot of elderly people that you know i hate to say it i don't want to sound callous but they're probably going to die of some type of uh, pneumonia related disease or uh, like some type of breathing related disease or either pneumonia or some type of uh respiratory illness anyway so they can just report it as that and then they don't have to say anything about covid related uh symptoms that were possibly a cause so for me I take I'll take the vaccine. If it's available, I'll take it for the sake of my kids and for the sake of the people that are around me that might be medically fragile, that might not be able to sustain um, you know, the onslaught of whatever this disease is going to bring because everybody's different. Uh but again, like like Mega said, um it, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a shit ton of people in front of me. Like I'm I pride myself on my physical health, you know, because it's it's the foundation of my mental health. So for me, like, you know, I was joking in the chat, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go to the gym and do some kettlebells, kettlebell cleans, you know, cleaning jerks, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm get in there, I'm gonna do, do my work because it's death avoidance for my kids, you know, because ain't nobody, you know, all we got is us. And you, if, you, if you're a family person, you already know, like the people that got your back, if you get in a car crash, something like that, like I've been in, or, you know, if the, the police hem you up, uh, nine times out of 10, the people that you call friends or acquaintances, they ain't there for you. It's gonna be your family even though your family might be shit, you know, they still got your back a lot of times, you know? So for me, um, as, as the person that is tasked, you know, implicitly and explicitly with protecting my children as well as my, my partner, I, I'll do whatever I have to, you know, swallow my pride, I'll eat shit, you know, in order to do that. If it means shortening my life in order to extend theirs, hey, you know, um, you only die, I think you only truly die. I think, you know, I think we talked about it before, like Viola like David said, and I, I know this quote is attributed to other people. You only truly die when p- the last person that remembers you dies. So, you know, if I if I actually leave enough uh, uh, impact on the people and say, hey, this guy was actually looking out for me, he was down for me, thick and thin, then cool, I'll take the vaccine. Um, if there's any adverse effects, I'm, I'm sure there are, um, then then I'll cross the when it comes. Um, But again, um, I have to reemphasize, like for me, I don't really fuck with the anti comes from, but in the community, I always, you know, and that's part of my vetting process too, you know, like when we say like, okay, for example, on the left, um, or people that claim to be progressive or leftist or communist or socialist or whatever, anti-fascist, you know, how down are you for those people that can't speak for themselves, right? Because if you know your history, if we talk about fascism, the rise of fascism, Nazism, um, the Nazis, you know, we talk about the Holocaust, right? Even with Mafa, like who did they go for first? Who did they toss off the slave ships first? They didn't even make it to the slave ships. If you if you're making a, if you're making the, the 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 trek from from inner from the inner continent of Africa from like Angola all the way to the coast, um, guess what? If you're not able-bodied, guess what? You get your ass left. You're 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 bug food. Same thing goes for people that were that might have made it across the, the, the Atlantic Ocean, you get left behind. Or you get you get tossed aside like you're not human, right? The Nazis came for disabled people first. They came for they came for people with people with disabilities, physical, mental, any type of mobility issues, they were gone first. They got erased first. So I think a lot of people in these circles, and when we talk about like um um how are we gonna make a a, a better world or a more equitable world? A lot of times we forget, you know, the people that we need to protect first. Like if we're strong enough to actually have a voice and we're cognitive, uh, our, our cognitive um, um, abilities are like tip top shape. guess what? We got to think about the least of us first. If we, if you know, anybody that adheres to like Judeo-Christian values, it's, it's the least of us first, man. Meet shall inherit earth, right? Like we gotta, we gotta protect those first. So that's, that's me, you know? Uh, and again, uh, I'm not a Christian. I'm, yeah, so, yeah.
0: I think uh, I think just in, cause I know we gotta keep with the time, but I think it's good that we should have a conversation about ableism um, because I definitely don't know much about it. And it, w- I w- it would be great um, to learn more about it and then learning about your experience um, as well as Bernie's experience and any other experiences that we come across. Um, it would be dope. So we should, we should definitely plan to, um, Expand on that conversation. Uh, but I do want to get to the last topic because I know um, Kristen says she's on the time in the Omega. So, um, Maurice, you want to intro that topic? Oh, Bernie, did you want to say anything? Before? Yeah,
2: Bernie.
3: No, nah, I plead the fifth. I think, <laughs> no, I, I do. But the biggest you gonna thing shots is. You're
0: going to shoot at us in the group chat.
3: No, nah, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm gonna clip it. You know how we were just talking about we're not gonna engage. I'm just gonna. I just t- I took in what y'all said. I just think that it's called the, growth. <laughs> the <laughs> biggest thing no. is, is my health. Um, yeah. I think what Maurice was talking about in terms of his kids is something that I go through. Like I I can't breathe and it has nothing to do with COVID. It's just it's for sure because I was born prematurely. But that's for another conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, we should do it. We should do it. I'm I'm, I'm definitely. You
2: know, um, we all put a, a pin in that. Yeah, definitely. We
0: want to, we, we definitely want to keep each other safe. So
2: yeah, if y'all, y'all want me to see me on my soapbox for real, man, that that's the episode, man. <laughs> Cause yeah. I, I go mm-hmm. off, but yeah. Yeah, we got,
0: get out of here cat. Anyway, all right, so we're going to intro. My cat be jumping in at the end, like what you intro. Doing? <laughs> Um Last, last, <laughs> last topic. And then we go. roll out right. my cat just like, let me in.
2: <laughs> all right yo well yo i forgot how many how many cats you got man three i had three cats you got three okay yeah i used to have cats too man i miss my cats man but yeah anyways yeah so okay problematic phase so um this just came up just because it's a, it's a recurring theme that we see every time like again like on social media you have like very public profiles uh, blue checks, white checks, whatever you want to call it, verified accounts, you know, they, they, they come out of nowhere with something that's just like, wow. Like I think um, the thing that made me think of it most recently is like the stuff with Pete Rock. You, know, you mentioned Lupe Fiasco. He's had his issues in the past. Um, I wanted to know from you all and then I also, anybody that's listening, please you know, engage with us on our page on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, uh you know you can you can engage any of our handles, um, the hashtag this is not information. Um, who are some of your pop- problematic faves and why like tell me what why, for example, for me I'll just start off Michelle Obama and um, I'll explain to you really quickly. Um, Michelle Obama, as everyone knows, for most Americans that are like left of center, um, still their first lady of the United States of America. She's a FLOTUS. Um For me, when I saw her, that she was the wife of the, the senator from Illinois back in, like, you know, this is about 15 years ago when he gave a keynote speech at the DNC convention, I was like, oh, okay. Like he got a dark skin, you know, black woman. It wasn't like, you know, he wasn't trying to like uh, go halfway, you know, all the Bonafides, you know, she, she's, she's, you know uh, highly educated in the academy she she on her own like on her own merits an ideal picture of you know what some of the people that are called quote unquote hoteps they would say okay that's a black woman right but she has been used this is where she's problematic she is the face of empire and she's also been used for cover for a mr barack hussein obama so, I wanted to go around uh, the, the room. And then, if anybody else, you know, if once you hear this recording, please like send us, uh, you know, a, a, a list or anybody, you know, like I just gave one good example, like Michelle Obama, you know, I, I want to not like her. But, you know, when people say, oh, she might run for office, I'm like, oh, like there's, it, there's a little piece of me inside. I'm like, oh, please like do it. Cause then, you know, oh, it, it maybe it'll make things better. But then I'm like, I have to slap myself, like, wait, wait, wait. You got to understand, like, she went into her partnership with Mr. Obama knowingly, like knowing that he is someone that, some, what many people would observe is, is, is quite cynical in terms of performing blackness, in terms of using certain tropes to, to garner support within the black community without actually making any promises or even Promising that he would be held accountable to to leaders within uh, different Black communities, not only not only in America but across the world. So I wanted to hear from anybody who who wants to start.
1: It's it's becoming a theme for me to jump in first. I'm trying to I'm trying to stop.
0: <laughs> nah, no, do it, do it, Make us <laughs> Go <young. Come>
1: <laughs> Hey man, like you know, uh, one of the things that that uh, Maurice has been saying in the chat is like you know we don't have no heroes. All our heroes are dead. And and I rock with that too, but more, more like I love James Brown and, and Miles Davis and and these fools is wildly problematic by uh, not just today's standards, but you know, most. And um, you know, for, for me, I don't, I don't cancel people. I'm not a cancel culture person. I disabuse myself from people. If I feel like somebody is wildly problematic. I just don't support their content. I don't champion them. And so I tend, I tend to do that too. But, you know, a lot of the people that I listen to, uh, rappers, um, comedians, you know, movie stars, I, I don't have um, an idea that they should have uh, my, my values, uh, especially when it comes to like poor black folks who, who are rappers. I don't expect them to be super woke. I'm not looking for uh, Patrice O'Neal or West Side Gun to not say bitch or something like that like I'm just like you know that's that's their experience that's fine and and um, mad people is just problematic I think if you look at anybody under a microscope you're going to find problems with them uh, me me too especially me too and um, and and so like more more than problematic favorites it's just like I got a lot of problematic, almost all of my favorites are hella problematic. And I don't really know anybody that that is probably not. And if I do, like an, it's an underground rapper who just hasn't been investigated. It's, it's somebody who just isn't in the limelight. It's an academic who you know might've uh, abused uh, some student of theirs and it just hasn't come to light yet. But I just kind of anticipate that everybody's fucking terrible, myself included at some point. There might be some little indigo children who are, you know, born uh, in nineteen, you know, ninety nine or some shit. But, but man, um, you know, I, I just expect that everybody's kind of trash, and and I love I love my people that I love. So, yeah, Paul, Paul Robeson. Oh uh, no, that's that's a, that's an angel. We're like, yeah, we. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about my historical black leaders uh, with with yeah, trash. Yeah, we
2: got to cover our ears on that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't need to hear, you know, don't, don't try to, Fred Hampton got shit coming up. I don't, don't try to dissuade me from, from loving my, my champions. Like, uh, yeah, but yeah.
0: We need to do That's an episode right. on Paul Robinson. We can do it. Bernie, Bernie, I love you. We got to get you. We get, we're going to get you. Um, we're going to get you right. Uh,
2: yeah, we're gonna have to do a black a black history, a black history episode, man. It's coming. Like, all, like, I don't know about y'all. Like y'all went to like black school, like black elementary school. Like I had to do like a black history quiz bowl, man. Like you know, I got, three, I got three years running, man. I had to do all that. Phyllis Wheatley, Harriet, Harriet Tupman.
0: Yeah. No, no, we got we got more. We got more. Kristen or Bernie. <laughs> we go all month, February.
2: Yeah, mm. oh yeah, oh, yeah man. <laughs>
0: Ooh, movie marathon, all right, Kristen.
3: Problematic faves, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Now, I was just gonna say, like, I don't have faves actually. I i read, watch, whatever. If I think somebody is cool, is cool, but like, it's not well, like K poppers is problematic. Stop playing. Okay, so here's the thing, <laughs> <Paul>. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, actually, no, because I'm going, no. You ready for the tea? Mega, sip it again. Oh wait, you drinking coffee. Anyway, but <laughs> the thing is, I was actually having a conversation with my K-poppers the other day about how I'd actually don't stand groups. I don't have a favorite in K-pop. Um, part of that was because um, one, when I told somebody, cause okay, one thing about K-pop for me is that I may like one person right now, but that doesn't mean that I'm gonna like them for a few months from now, right? Like I change interest. And I had a conversation with somebody about that and it turned into something where I was like, you know, I'm not gonna call anybody a fan. I'm not a fan of anybody. But then also, too, kind of similar to what Mega was saying, I don't, I'm not in that way in terms of like I see everybody as problematic or I assume that they're gonna do something problematic. But I'm like they're people. Kind of similar to what the original conversation was gonna be about, like putting people on a pedestal. I try not to do that because we're human, humans, we're more than one human, we're humans, right? And we're all going to make mistakes, but also too, like, why am I putting somebody on a pedestal when I can't even put myself just even on a step, right? Like, I, I'm giving all this love to somebody who is going to end up doing something that's going to disappoint me, um, and I can't even love my own self, right? Like, that's just more of a personal thing, not like a larger, like, everybody should do that, but like, it's kind of weird to me where, you know, I'm putting all of this like, oh, I hope you are this. I see you as a God, or you have all these great points and I am wanna follow in your footsteps, but I'm not being introspective. And I think that that's one thing where it can get a little tricky, but with K-pop, I have a whole problem with the whole industry in and of itself. So it kind of, it makes it difficult for me to be a fan of somebody when I know that like, you know, they don't necessarily have, some of them don't have the autonomy to be who they are. So am I really, if I'm calling somebody a fan, am I being a fan because they are the means of production for a K-pop industry or am I'm being a fan of somebody who's actually the person that they wanted to be? Um, that's just my intake a little bit on the K-pop on what you just said, because Paul, you try to come at me, but I clipped it, I clipped it.
0: Um, <laughs> Kristen,
4: what you got? Problematic faves? Yeah, fam, the reason why I hesitated too, I was just like, eh, eh it's because I also don't really have like anyone I idolize like that. Like, I mean, there are artists that I used to be cool with until I found out that they were just like colorist, like contradictory pieces of crap. I mean, like, you know, like back in the day, I used to rock for Cardi B. And then I found out that she hated dark skinned women. I'm just like, well, never mind. And then like, I used to rock with Meg Thee Stallion and then she's like, yeah, black women, like we got to empower each other. But then like literally behind the scenes, she's like, you know, going, she's like siding with her label over her best friend and like also like not uplifting other artists. I could go into details, but I won't. So like the thing is, I really don't think trying to put these entertainers and like, like entertainers like on a pedestal is a good idea and it's disgusting to me how like they have some kind of like cult-like following it's like they can never do wrong because they are famous i'm like what does fame have to do with your morality and integrity nothing okay like that's right zero (laughs) so like i just stopped like having a fave i was like i like their music that's it okay So um, I would say that my faves are people I actually know, like people in my community that make like a big impact. So like, I'm a big um, fan of local politicians in my area who really care about like the underserved, the underprivileged and um, trying to diversify like the people in power in our community. Those are my faves. Um, You you live in
0: Wakanda, so I mean. The perfect, you know, y'all got
4: my
0: brain. I mean, not mega, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got, all right, man. No, man, y'all playing. So yeah, I don't believe in entertainers being heroes. Um, I was a bit shocked. Well, I don't know if I was shocked I, I, about MLK. You know, wanting to get frisky with other women, but um, I don't know, you know, because the person I like the most is Malcolm X if I have to say like somebody that's a hero, Nat Turner or something like that. And they were problematic. They started off problematic. Like it's, it's growth to me. So like somebody like R. Kelly, he's out of here because he's not trying to grow, you know, like MJ, I tend to, you know, separate the artist from the music because of the situation with he in and people don't really talk about MJ getting beat all the time as a child and going out performing in these bars and having Joe Jackson, who was just like, wild and then you know having a skin condition and stuff like that so yeah and like malcolm x you know he went through a transition so i I tend to think if people grow then i'm i'm accepting of that because i was kind of a jerk when i was a kid and i did a lot of you know not so great stuff and then i grew and um so i feel like you know i had different perspectives on women you know on legal, illegal, all that stuff, you know what I'm saying, like, where I was growing, um, my morals was different, and then I got educated, um, self-educated, and educated, and then I grew, so if people grow, um, I'm with that, but if you don't grow, then I feel like I don't have time, because there's, and then, like, when we talk about entertainment, too, because there's so much good entertainment out there that you can find like, I, I talk to DJs all the time, be like, oh, can y'all send me a non-problematic list of artists? I'm like, fool, dig. <laughs> like, there are, are millions of people out there making, some of them making the exact same music. You know, there was James Brown, and there's about 20 other artists who made funk or soul or something like that. And, you know, if you can see the, the growth in James Brown, or you can see the growth in Miles Davis, or you can't, that's totally up to you. But, like, this whole idea of entertainers, you know it's like colin kaepernick he kneeled Um, uh, but ray lewis was uh, he killed somebody and they let him in so then you gotta look at the institution i don't watch the nfl right now because you know and my team is winning the browns is like they want they, they ain't never won they about to win but i'm like yo i can't i can't i can't rock with that because i need to see growth um go for it
3: yeah i was just <laughs> i was just thinking like you know, instead of, like, putting them on a, like, let's say we have an individual who has shown growth in the ways in which you're um, talking about, Paul, instead of, like, putting them on a pedestal, just, like, talking about the growth, um, because I'm just thinking about, like, a lot of people that, like, I don't really follow people, but, like, I'm just thinking about people that I've talked about or people that has mentioned things to me in talking about the growth, like, recognizing their growth without putting them on a pedestal, without, because it's, like, Just because you grow doesn't mean that you're not going to make mistakes in the future. Like maybe they grown in one aspect, but they may make a mistake in another aspect. So I think recognizing the growth, but also leaving room for failure, one, but also leaving room for more growth, because not everybody's going to grow to 100%, right? Like you can have somebody like, I'm not knock on wood, but let's say like Colin Kaepernick, right? Like he's growing in ways that other people are not, but then comes out and he does something that's transphobic right he do, he does something that's classics classic class okay something that is classism right but we leave room for growth without necessarily putting them on a pedestal I think I personally me Bernadette think that is a better way of going about it as opposed to being like oh because they grow that means they're great and they're better than everybody else but I'm not saying Paul like that's what you're saying but I'm just like put it in
0: I mean to the to point I mean I, like you know, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm anti-pedestal. I think as a kid though, you know, like my daughter loved Michael Jackson, you know, she don't know too much about it. She, she will learn to grow and learn about experiences and what people think. And then I think also when people die, it's really hard to, you know, you know, it's just public opinion. You, you So yeah, I think pedestal, I, I would agree. Not even putting people on pedestals, you know, not putting K-pop on a pedestal and then you, <laughs> You could just enjoy it you can <laughs> you could enjoy your k pop you can get your black pink on doo-doo, doo-doo, doo. uh, but yeah, so, anybody else wanna to add to this, or are we gonna wrap it up? Yes, no all right, so this is why i want wanna ask a question because you know like uh it's a lining, and uh. We're supposed to get our superpowers, so um, (laughs) don't do it, Megan. Dang, come on, enjoy it, man. It's fun, man. What if you could get a superpower? What would you want your superpower to be?
1: No, I've 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 had this conversation on on my podcast before already. I'm rocking with it.
0: What you got? What you got? Hit us! Hit us off. What? Same superpower.
1: Different superpower. I want um uh psionic probability manipulation. Man, can you speak regular Black people English? <laughs> can you break it down? I want photographic muscle memory. Ah,
2: okay.
1: Okay. no, um, no. Psionic prob- probability manipulation is like a domino from from the the Deadpool movie, where think exactly, Maurice. Long shot, Scarlet Witch, Domino. It's where good luck kind of happens to you. So, like, if I need to hit, if somebody trying to hit me with, you know, shoot me with a gun, and I throw something. It's gonna knock something off, hit them in the head or some shit like that. Also, basically, this affords me like white privilege. So, word. Yeah, speak to me in black, bro. I mean sometimes I need you to break that down. I was like, hey, doc, I, I can't, can't help it if you ever. symbionic.
0: I was like, I, my brain, you know, because I'm just making associations.
1: You you was, gotta read comic books. I do, I do, I do read comic. I mean, you books. see Maurice right here. Yeah, I gotta got all the characters. Translate.
0: I'm getting old. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Bernie, what you want? You want peace? What you want? What's your what's your what's your uh, you No, know, I
3: was just clipping the comic book because uh, I don't do comics. Um, <laughs> sorry, loves. Maurice but, uh, Maurice tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta think. Somebody right. else.
0: Maurice, what you want? White privilege?
2: No, nah, I don't want no white privilege, man. Um I don't know. I think, yeah, like it would have to be something to do with like warping time and space maybe like a doctor Strange or like um, or even um, if I'm gonna be like super brolic with it like a, a, a Captain Marvel or like a silver surfer like just being able to shift and, and phase through um, different matters uh, you know being like uh, having the ability you know if I'm, if I'm able to shift my mon- my molecular structure that means I have super strength as well as like heighten, Ability of like you know mental capacity, so, and then also long life, yeah. So like, kind of like a mixture between like Blade and Doctor Strange or something like that.
0: Blade, Blade is raw, bro. Blade. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, Kristen. What you think?
2: Yeah. You thought about Noor? There you go. (laughs) Onslaught. I won't be onslaught.
1: I, I'm 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 really happy right now. I didn't know Maurice was a big comic book head like that. Like over here, that's I've been rocking Marvel comic books since 1992. Get you know what I mean? Or before that. So, yeah, man. <laughs> Chris a lot. I... I, I
2: have
4: nothing to say. I'm sorry. Well, you don't you no superpower. Come on. You... No, no, I do. Like, so it's funny. My dad has a bunch of his old DC and Marvel comics in the basement. That I've been trying to sell, but I think he might like actually kill me if I tried to do that. So I'm, I'm I've had this conversation try. with my daughter, don't even do it. No. <laughs> I, I literally mentioned the word Amazon. and he just gave me a look, I was like, okay, never mind. But um in regards, <laughs> <laughs> in regards to superpowers, like I guess I would have two faves. I've always been a fan of like um. Morphing, like when you can morph into somebody else, like mystique. Because, mm-hmm. like, I just think it's cool that like you could pretend to be somebody else, gain somebody else's trust. It's like the ultimate kind of like spy superpower, you know? Um, I don't know if I'd be walking around ass naked, like colored in blue or green, but uh, maybe something else. <laughs> so, like. Um, I'll pick a different costume, but definitely like, what would you call it, superpower? Not morphing, but like, um, how would you call that? Mm-hmm. You transform into someone else.
2: Transmutation, you- shape shifting. Yeah.
4: Shapeshift. There, there you go. There we go. Um, I also thought, like, I don't know, maybe it's just the aesthetic appeal, but I've always liked Storm because, like, first of all, she's just like bad. Like, as in like physically wise, she's really hot. Um, And like, I think that controlling the weather, especially since we all live on earth is like a pretty dope power. I mean, yeah, I mean like you could literally (laughs) summon a tornado from out of nowhere and like suck somebody up. You could electrocute somebody else. Like you could cause a drought. So people will starve to death not that you want people to starve to death. This is all just speculation. So like, I guess controlling the weather and not transmutation, whatever the fuck that, I mean, whatever the
3: hell that superpower was. So yeah.
2: You want to be a wow. super villain, ready? Yeah. All.
0: Bernie, Bernie, you ready?
3: Yeah, so funny enough, I also had two, um, the last one, Kristen's last one was what I was thinking of. I also want to be able to control the elements, but not for the reasons that Kristen lay out. Like, I'm not trying to be no villain, um, but I think it would be cool. I loved Avatar when I was younger. I also love Boku no Hero. My favorite was Bakugo. Um, I would say actually, maybe low key, my favorites, if we were to go back to that conversation, would be in anime, because um, they fake, and I can morph them in my mind to be whoever I want them to be, um, low key. But, yeah, I would love to have like, you know, the elemental powers. Um, That would be cool. I was also thinking probably something along the lines of like spirituality. Um, So talking or communicating with spirits or ancestors or like things like that. Because, you know, we were talking about like, you know, there's like, um, not wealth, but a lot of knowledge that our ancestors um, had either kept or, you know, transmitted, transmitted, sent, Whatever they give to generations, but as somebody who has not been able to learn her native tongue because of the um, situations that my mom had to go through when she immigrated to America, it would be cool, you know, to be able to communicate um, with my ancestors, learn about you know where I come from, and even you know access other ancestors other stories that got lost because they didn't make whatever academia news because of whoever they are. So I think that would be really cool. Um, as a way from me, who loves knowledge, to gain knowledge in the what it has been considered missing or gone or no in existence. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, that, I was looking because we was watch, like I said, we was watching X Men. So like Beast, he created this translator. So you. So he figured out the language of squids and he created a translator so the squid could teach his college class. And Maya was just like, "How smart do you have to be?" And I was like, that's a superpower. Like you are that smart where you can figure out the, cause I said, first you have to figure out the language of the squid. Then you got to create a translator and then you got to make it waterproof to put it in the water for the squid to be able to communicate, right? And then it has to evolve with the squid because the language they might have slang and might, and she was just like, her mind was like, she was just like, what, I don't even understand. And I was like, man, that's a superpower being smart. Yeah, I don't, I don't know me. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I was obsessed with Storm when I was growing up. I thought that that was, she was like my, probably my first crush. I thought Storm was the truth. Um, and she still is the truth. I mean, even now, Netflix, I've been watching. So yeah, um, controlling the weather would be dope. Um, I also, Doc Strange, I, you know, sometimes I, I was like, I, I used to think of like, Doc Strange gotta be black, maybe he light skin, <laughs> Cause he just, in the comic, he just had that coolness. He was he was hella cool, you know? And um, so being able to, uh, you know, t- cause he can do everything, right? And he could time travel and he has the capacity to learn something with the brain, you know? I don't want, I, I don't feel like I want to be a villain. Although Doom, that's my dude, I love Doom. But um, yeah, he is. Is he Creo? He like Gambit. Um, uh-huh. but um, also too Green Lantern. Like, give me to that believe. ring.
2: That ring. What would you say? I was just saying I wanted to believe that Doctor Strange was like kind of like a light skin like cat daddy man. Like he, like, he got cat- that flavor. Yeah. You, you know, like black him and
0: Magneto. I was like, man, Magneto got to be black. They got to Yeah. I'm like, he yeah, got that certain swag in the comic, man. They used to be. I was like, I, you know, it's just like what's that uh some of those comic those uh those people they think black in the anime, they'd be like that person black. He gotta be. I was like, man, he, he paused for a
1: second just to acknowledge that Maurice said he wanted to believe that Doctor Strange was a light-skinned cat daddy. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he had that pimp on him. He was a pimpish. Man, hey, I'm with him. I'm rocking with him. Wait, he had the cape. he rocking the
0: cape, he floating. You know what I'm saying? He ain't scared of nobody. That's a Mac. Straight up, straight up. That's the Mac. He was cooler than Luke Cage. Like they had Luke Cage looking like broken out of slavery, and um,
1: just like I was like, this is too much of a stereotype. But
0: Doc, uh, straight.
1: nobody liked Luke Cage. Like nobody I knew liked Luke Cage when we was young. Yeah, they made yeah, him cool probably. now.
2: You right. were corny. Yeah. Power Man. Power man was kind of corny, man. I, I I read him just because it was like, oh, he got Afro, but he corny though.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
2: But like Storm, that's where she was just
0: mad. Everybody loves Storm. Row roll, a oh, roll, row a oh, row She would, she would kick your butt. One bro. Mm. But Kristen Not said to she gonna use the powers for a drought. I ain't letting that
4: go. I that was just out of example. Like <laughs> no, I mean, you
3: said what you said. You said it from the heart,
4: Bernie. First of all, like, do I seem like that type of malicious person?
3: Hi. Yes. When you fake Why? laughing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes,
0: that's Super called charity, billion. son. Oh man, no, nah, y'all. So, um, yeah, I know some people got to go. So, any uh,
1: last comments? Um, oh, it was a pleasure rocking with y'all. Thank y'all very much for listening. This is not information. Number four, Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna start dressing like a like a light skinned cat daddy myself. Oh, fifth flow, get at
3: y'all. Actually, Damn. I want to see that. Please do, please do, Mega. I want to see your right. version of Okay.
0: And we got some we oh got topics God. coming up next, too. So I'm excited about nice. our next topics. But peace. Um,
3: don't forget, we're going to be going live um, starting anyway. next uh, episode. So hopefully you'll see us real time.
0: Leave some comments.
3: Leave some comments. Engage with us. Thank mm-hmm. you, everyone.
4: Hashtag this is I not information. to being all sweet. Get out of here.
3: I'm always sweet. At least I'm not fake laughing.
4: I ain't letting
0: this. I'm going to keep recording. Oh, okay. Okay. mm. Y'all can get about it, about it. If you about it, about it. (laughs) All right. Peace.